Attention SLPs and OTs with existing private practices. Are you ready to level up your private practice and your life and make this your breakthrough year? If so, join us for Make More in 2024, a free training offered on Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern to discover how to shift from clinician to CEO. During the training, we'll talk about the importance of maximizing your income, adding revenue streams, setting up systems, and more so that you can ultimately work smarter and build a successful, sustainable, and sellable business. To sign up, just visit growyourprivatepractice.com backslash training. Don't miss the chance to learn how to effectively navigate the growth phase of the private practice journey. See you on the training. Hello, and welcome to this Mindset Monday edition of the Private Practice Success Stories podcast. Today, we're going to talk about planning for your financial future. Stay tuned. My name is Jenna Castro-Casbon. I am part of a group of private practitioners who have taken client care into our own hands. We are skilled clinicians who pride ourselves on providing high quality care to our clients and their families. We are fighting against productivity requirements, administrative red tape, and unnecessary restrictions. We started our own private practices to take control of our professional and personal lives, of our schedules, of our incomes, of our future. We work hard for our clients, but on our terms. We believe in helping others, but also helping ourselves. We are not interested in competing with each other because we hope we'll all make it. We are successful private practitioners, and these are our stories. Hello and welcome to this Mindset Monday edition of the Private Practice Success Stories podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about the importance of having a financial plan for your future. So this is something that I have been interested in for a long time. When I graduated from grad school and got my job as a CF, I had some business cards for my very first job at the rehabilitation hospital. And I remember I was so excited to get my business cards because they said the name of this major financial hospital, um, not franchise, but system, that's the right word, system in the Boston area. And it's also affiliated with Harvard. So on the bottom of my business card for my job at the rehab hospital, it also had like the Harvard emblem on it. It looked really kind of amazing. And I felt very excited and to be honest, proud of myself for being able to get that job. So what does one do with business cards when they're just starting things out? I put them into those little fishbowl things at restaurants to try to win free meals. And I know it sounds kind of silly, but you know, I had all these business cards and I didn't really have that many people to give them to. So why not try to win a free lunch or something? So one of the restaurants I went to had a free lunch thing, enter yourself to win. And what it actually was, was a free lunch sponsored by, at the time, the company was called Ameriprise, and they were a financial planning company. Well, the thing was actually that everyone won a free lunch sponsored by Ameriprise, because that was a way that they were building their business. And, you know, I didn't really care who my free lunch came from. (laughs) I was just interested in a free lunch. I put in my little business card to win a free lunch. 
And I got contacted by a person saying that I had I had one and that part of the thing was that the person would meet me there and I was to bring friends, right? It was going to be a bunch for 10 people or something like that. But part of it was going to be a, a mini presentation about financial planning. And I was like, ah, okay, whatever. Cool. Sounds good. Sign me up. I quickly recruited 10 friends and we were all CFs. You know, we were all new to this whole working world thing. And the guy who came and did our lunch, it was like at a nice place too. Like it, not like a super fancy place, but it wasn't like, you know, like at a Panera or something. I think it was like a, some sort of seafood restaurant. Anyway, this guy came and he gave us a, a real quick spiel on the importance of financial planning. And then he left his credit card and we had lunch. And it turned out that gentleman, whose name is Rob, I actually hired him to become my financial planner that day. I liked his little spiel and I believed in it. And I thought, you know what? I'm just starting out life as a working person. I'm about to have income coming in for the first time. They're just getting this, these new, just got this new job. And I'm not sure what I should do with my money, right? What debts should I start paying off first? How much money should I be putting into retirement? How much money should I be like trying to budget for things? I didn't have any background in any of that. I didn't know. And Rob came along in addition to free lunch, he became my financial planner. And at the time I was about either 24 or 25 and now I'm 38 and Rob is also 38. So we kind of joke that we started our careers at the same time. Rob has moved away from Ameriprise and he started his own company and I moved away from that hospital. I started my own company and it's been really fun to kind of grow together. But, well, you know, what I want to encourage you, what I'm, I'm trying to convey is that it's really important to think about your financial future as early as you can possibly do that. And, you know, because we're speech pathologists and very few of us have backgrounds in, you know, anything to do with math and numbers and that kind of thing, hiring somebody to do it for you who knows what they're doing is really important. So some of the things that Rob helps our, my family with and also helps my businesses with is really thinking about where to put the money that we're earning and how to be smart about it. For example, if you've been following me for a while, or recently rather, you know that I just recently bought a car. I bought um, my dream car. Everyone has a different dream car. My dream car is the Subaru Ascent. It's the three-row big Subaru. Not a lot of people have heard about it because it just came out in 2019, but I waited. I heard about this car years ago, and I knew that I wanted a big car. I'm, I like big cars, and I've been waiting for this car, and I also heard somewhere along the line that you're not supposed to buy a new model the first year it comes out, so I waited until those cars were gone, the 2019s. And so I got myself 2020, just 2020. And that's so weird to say, super ascent. And I absolutely love it. And one of the things that Rob helped us know was how much money to like put down on the car, what kind of interest rate would be good and how quickly to try to pay it off. All these things I didn't know how to figure that part out myself, right? So from those little decisions to bigger ones, for example, we have two little kids and this past year I have earned more income than in previous years. And so therefore I need more life insurance, right? 
I mean, I already have life insurance, but, you know, thinking about the, you know, the future and everything else for, in order for my family to be fully protected, we actually need more. And that wasn't on my radar at all. It wouldn't have been. And so Rob was able to help us find a way to up my, uh, sorry, life insurance for not a lot of money. It's like an extra 50 bucks a month or something. And it will give, I think it's, you know, I don't know, over a million dollars in life insurance, like a 15 year term. I don't know. This is why I hire him to tell me these things, but it's really nice to know that like, if one thing happens, you have to think about how does that impact what you're doing with your finances? So I feel like I'm kind of rambling here and, you know, it's sharing some personal information, but the idea behind it is I just want you all and you listeners, if you haven't really thought about your financial plan and your financial future, like now is the time to do that. Now is the time to figure that out. And, you know, when people start private practices and have their own businesses, you want to make sure that you are thinking ahead about how much money you think is going to be coming in and how that might impact other things. For those of you who are thinking about, you know, getting started on the side, which is how I teach most people to get started, you also want to be thinking about like at what point financially can you potentially start shifting down and shifting your hours, right? It's always tricky to know and people ask me all the time and I always want to say, ask your financial advisor, but people want to know, you know, when am I safe to quit my job or when am I safe to reduce my hours? I can't tell you that, right? That's for you to figure out and for you to feel comfortable with. But that's one of the things that having financial advisors can help you figure that out, right? So they really don't cost really that much money, a couple hundred dollars a year. And the amount of advice that they're able to give and the amount that they will help your money grow far exceeds how much you're actually going to pay them, right? They're like accountants in that they should more than pay for themselves. This is just your friendly reminder from Jenna to, as you're building your business and you're building your life and you're starting to think about your future and what you want to do with your time in terms of your private practice, in terms of time with your family, in terms of all of those things, I don't want you to ignore your financial future because the whole reason why uh, at least some of you are getting into private practice is to have a better financial future, right? To be able to save up for things, go on those vacations that you want to renovate your house, afford a better house, afford any house, right? pay off loans, pay off student debt, save for your kid's college. That was another thing that Rob helped us figure out, right? So right now, the amount of money that we are saving for our kids for college, if we continue to save at the rate that we're doing, we'll pay for two and a half years of college. And basically what he's suggesting is within the next year, if things continue to go well, he wants me to increase that. But one of the things that he's really big on is making sure that our retirement is maxed out first. 
he is of the mind, and I think Dave Ramsey is of this mind too, if anybody follows him, that you need to pay attention to yourself and to your own retirement before contributing to your kid's college. So those are the kind of things that you need to have those discussions with your own financial advisor who knows your own situation. But, you know, things like making sure that we are maxed out in terms of what we can save for retirement and then starting to up the contribution for both of our boys' college funds. And both of our, our kids are young, right? So we're getting an early start on that. We've got a six-year-old and an almost three-year-old. And so now's the time to be building those funds because of the value of compound interest, right? More money you put in early and the interest will help compound that. And the bigger it grows and also the more time you have to accumulate the amount that you'll need for the future, right? So using the software and whatnot that he uses, he was able to literally show that if we continue to save at this rate, it'll be pretty good. We'll cover, you know, two and a half years of our kids' college. But, you know, if you increase your contribution by X amount, you can actually, you know, do more or, you know, I don't know if you wanted to, you could do less, right? So it's really nice to have external people who know this world inside and out. We know the field of speech pathology. We, you know, if a child with autism or apraxia or anything, you know, comes to us, we know exactly what to do. We know what approaches, we know what techniques, what evaluations, what to do over time. Well, that's what financial planners do too. So if you have been meaning to get a financial advisor, but haven't, take this as a sign to start investigating. The best way to find one is to ask around, ask who other people are using. You can even ask if you're in any like uh, local Facebook groups and, you know, get references for people, right? I just randomly found Rob because I was trying to win a free lunch, right? But there are better ways perhaps to do that. It just really worked out for me. If you do happen to live in the Boston area, send me a message. I'd be happy to hook you up with Rob. But otherwise, you know, this is a sign, right? Your future is coming. So let's make sure you have the finances in place to make it the best future uh, possible for you. So thank you for listening. I hope that this information was helpful and relevant. It was maybe a little kick in the pants that you needed to be thinking about finances and what's going to happen with you and your family and your business and everything else. So hope you enjoyed this. Thank you for listening and we will talk soon. Now that you've listened to the episode, I want to invite you to a free training. Do you have a business background? Most SLPs who go into private practice don't. You went to grad school, not business school. But here you are trying to start or grow a private practice. The good news is business skills can be learned and I want to help you make solid decisions on how to start and grow your private practice so you can serve your community and build a legacy while doing therapy on your own terms in your own time, and yes, make more money. I want to invite you to my free training specifically to help SLPs get the background information you need to know in order to be successful. There are two tracks, the start track and the grow track, because the needs of beginners and growth level private practitioners are very different. The trainings are short but thorough and can be consumed and put into action quickly. I want to teach you how to think, act, and behave like the private practitioner you are meant to be 
so that you can step into the vision you have for your private practice and your life. And the best part, these trainings are completely free. To register right now, simply visit independentclinician.com. Click start or grow and we can get started right now. Well, this episode might be over, but we don't have to say goodbye. Head on over to independentclinician.com for resources that will help you at each stage of your private practice journey. If you're on Instagram, let's connect. Follow me and send me a DM. I'm at independentclinician. And if you're on Facebook, make sure that you join the SLP and OT Private Practice Beginners Facebook group. All right, off to help more regular SLPs and OTs become successful private practitioners. Let me know if I can help you too.